and welcome to Radio Free Nintendo. It is September 12th, 2021, and I am your host, James Jones. I'm joined today by... Yeah. Yeah, you know what that means. You know what that means. It means there's no episode this week. Well, I say that. There's no new episode this week. You see, we had a scheduling conflict pop up at the very last minute, and I mean like we record at 9 p.m. on Thursday. I got the text message with the problem around 7.30, and we already were down one person, and I didn't feel like I could get a host and a guest together in time to make it a three-man show, so we decided to freeze for the week. It's okay, because it happens. And we haven't really taken a break, I don't think, since December of last year. So we were due. So we'll consider this our late summer vacation. But that's okay, because you are still getting some content this week. And before I tell you what that content is, I want to remind you of a couple things. First and foremost, we are still doing our retroactive for Little King Story soon. How soon? I can't tell you because the rest of my crew's not here to negotiate a date. But soon, you better get playing it right now. Get started. Get started. You can post your comments in the thread at NintendoWorldReport.com. You can post them in the talkback thread for various episodes. You can post them in the Resetera Radio Free Nintendo official topic, which is over in, not in gaming, it's in the other section. Gaming communities or whatever. Um. You can email them to us, right? RFN and NintendoWorldReport.com. I almost got the email address wrong because I am a fool. And you can send them to the Twitter account at RFN Podcast. That's probably the least responsible way to get them to us. Responsible is not the word I want there, but there are no edits. This is all extemporaneous. Reliable. That's the word I wanted. It's the least reliable way to get them to us. But get them in because we will be doing it soon. Not next week because I don't think John started playing it yet. I haven't started playing it yet, but I'm going to play it this week. I'm going to play it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash NWR underscore James. I'll post it on Twitter, but little King story, get started. You right now, you listening right now. You don't think I'm talking to you, but I am you eating that disgusting, disgusting lunch. Just, just gross, filthy. What respect yourself better. I'm talking to you. Drop that tuna sandwich that you microwaved because you're a goddamn slob and everyone in the office hates you. And start playing Little King Story. Leave work. Just just leave your office and go play it right now. Don't even tell your boss. This is more important. So there's that. Little King Story Retroactive coming soon to a podcast near you. Be a part of it. Emails. As always, we love when you send us emails. We love it. Unless they're mean. You know who you are. RFN at NintendoWorldReport.com. That's RFN at NintendoWorldReport.com. RFN at NintendoWorldReport.com. John, what's the email address? Uh, James, I think it's uh, NFR at NintendoBizWorld.net. No, John, it's RFN at NintendoWorldReport.com. Last but not least, Patreon. We are behind. I'm going to make it up to you. In fact, I'm working on that right now. Patreon.com slash NWR. There is a ton of content there for $1 a month, including exclusive Radio Free Nintendo episodes. And if you are still unconvinced by that sterling sales pitch, let me introduce to you the content I am providing for you this week. Because I wanted to make sure you still had me in your ears. 
I can't let you forget that I exist. It's how I live my my life. It's the essence that keeps me alive. So we are going to release a Patreon episode. What Patreon episode, you ask? Why? This is our December 2020 Patreon episode that came out on January 1st, 2021, because being late is a theme for the Patreon episodes. What's it about? Well, 2020 sucked. You probably know that. And we decided to do an alternate retrospective on a 2020 that wasn't bedeviled by strife, unrest, and a pandemic, and an election. And what did we come up with? We came up with Bradley Cooper selling brain drugs to Middle Eastern societies in about 2000 BC, Charlton Heston being brought back from the dead, a retrospective on Leslie Nielsen's life and, and career works, and Guillaume saying a phrase I dare not repeat, even though I just listened to it, and it made me feel very bad. So, this is the 19th Patreon-exclusive episode, which is now unlocked for you, the listener. So... With that, remember, retroactive, emails, Patreon. And we will be back next week with a new episode of Radio Free Nintendo. And now I turn it over to myself. Hello and welcome to Radio Free Nintendo Patreon exclusive episode for December 2020. It is January 1st, 2021. Oops. And uh, I am James Jones. I'm joined today by Mr. Greg Lee. Oh, hey, oh, hey, everyone. Mr. John Lindemann. It's my pleasure to be here, James. And Mr. Guillaume Bayette. Happy New Year, everyone. Shh, it's December. Um, oh, right, 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 right. We, uh, For our own safety, actually, though, in our defense, we did want to move this out of 2020 just because 2020 was 2020. Yeah, we're going to talk shit about that year, so we wanted, to be, yeah, we there, wanted it to be finally out of the room while, yep. while, we, there, while we did that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a relevancy here. The last time we, as a group, spoke was about two weeks ago. So it's been it's been a little bit of a of a break we took for the holidays. I know we still have some streams we owe you people, and I said we'd probably do them over the holidays. We didn't because time off. Um, everybody needs it sometimes, and so we're uh, this is our Patreon episode. So of course, thank you to all our patrons for continuing to support NintendoWorldReport.com. I don't have to do the sales pitch because you already gave us your money, and for that I thank you. Not for the money for saving me from having to do the sales pitch and on that i'm going to turn it over to greg who had the idea for this month's episode yeah we was kind of like you know review of the year type of thing but you know it's patreon episodes so it can't actually be review of the year it's got to be some sort of bizarro crappy version but you know for bizarro <laughs> crappy year <laughs> for, for, what yeah. what do we do it's like it's cancelling each other out you know it's like negative number multiplied by negative number i don't know but the the idea I had was we would review the year we didn't have and say, what would the year have been like had the pandemic not happened and you know, review the year that wasn't in that way? And to be clear, uh, what we don't want in this format is actually saying stuff that, you know, you would have liked to have done and probably would have done or could have done if 2020 had been uh, other than it was like for instance yeah, for me there was reporting going around early in the year that probably one of the ga- NFL games that would have come to London this year would have been Bills Dolphins and I probably would have gone to see that and I didn't uh, in a year where the Bills ended up having the best regular season they've had since I was like less than 10 so 
you know, that's a bit sad. But there's way sadder stuff than that. Like people wanted to get married and wanted to start a life in a different part of the world. And, you know, so we're not getting into any of that. That's not. What, no. we, what we need to come up with is the dumbest things that we can think of that would, could have happened if 2020 was more normal. For instance, just as a, a starter, I think it's very, very likely that I would have had one of my semi-regular rooftop parties for when Metroid Prime 4 <laughs> definitely came out with all my neighbours. And we all would have like licked the cartridge all at once and then put it in the, the system synchronously and played through the game and see you could finish it first. I mean, so, your rooftop... Your rooftop cartridge looking parties, they're kind of notorious. I mean, there is. Uh, that's, it's that's a lot like really sexual, John. I'm going to need you to dial that down a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of, lot of carts that need to be licked, right? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is, is it, is it, does Metroid Prime 4 have a special bitterant flavor? Is it like Space Pirate flavored? I, I, well, I did. Uh, I made the joke when we were sort of workshopping this earlier that, in fact, it is sweet because they feel completely sanguine about the fact that no children will be playing this game because none of them were alive the last time Metroid Prime was relevant. Ah. <laughs> uh... That's dark. That's dark in like three ways, and I appreciate it. You gotta so layer good. it onto it. We're looking for compound absurdity here. We're looking for compound needling mm. of reality. Twenty twenty as it was. Twenty twenty as it wasn't, but would have been, and it still would have been rubbish in its own ways. You know it to be true, and uh, and, and uh, always got to needle yourself as well. So there. I we gotta go. I gotta recalibrate my brain here because I completely misunderstood how this would go. I thought it would just like discuss the year that we had quote unquote and just you know like kind of a wonderful life kind of thing where like <laughs> uh, remember when like Mario 3D All-Stars came out and we all played Super Mario Galaxy 2 on that thing god that uh, was that's, great that's, what that's, a complete collection that's within the range for me okay. right? it is within the range it doesn't have to be as gonzo as all that alright well anyway remember how Mario 3D All-Stars was not disappointing <laughs> yes god I, I, Playing you know, Galaxy like, 2 was I, my favorite part, yes. Absolutely, but like beyond that, like I can't believe that Nintendo went and took the care to... You know, like there had been interviews that we've seen where they, they mentioned that Super Mario 64, uh, they toyed with having a two-player mode in there and they couldn't make it work, so ultimately they gave up on it. But uh, they just went and added it to that collection. And I think it's the... Yeah, like that, that extra step, right? Like that extra care that Nintendo puts into its uh, classic releases that makes them the best at it, you know? I mean, it's amazing that they remade all three games in the Odyssey engine and that, ga and that uh, Sunshine doesn't suck. Um, sure. and, and the fact they gave you a button to kill Chucksters is a real improvement. To yeah, I mean, the fact that they fixed the camera in Sunshine is amazing. I mean, yeah. I would have been pretty I, I, good as a quick time event, actually. I'm a chuckster. Press Y to punt into the sun. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they only had they only had the Z the the ZL button on the on the GameCube. So using the ZR to give you the ability, uh, it, it was to always just... meant to be there. They just you know the button wasn't on the controller. Right. I mean, the fact that the button actually has Mario then take the chuckster down and just decapitate it is probably a little gruesome, but necessary. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, they're not really like the... moving creatures. 
the 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 lack of uh, buttons for different features has gotten in the way of uh, because of course yes they've all been remade in the odyssey engine but you can Normally, like if it were like on a different system, I guess like with a touch of a button, you could switch between the old style and a new style. But because the switch just is using already all the buttons, like you have to show the, the, the thing your teeth, the IR receiver <laughs> your teeth, and it's just not the most user-friendly thing. And I'm not sure where it comes from in the first place. It's just a really bizarre thing. And of course, it kind of leaves into the dust like all those... Nintendo Lite uh, users who don't have the IR thing, and so they had to purchase the IR receiver like separately to be able to switch between the two styles. Like it's just a, a I don't know. Like I see traces of the old Nintendo there, where they made us uh, purchase like the adapter for like the GBA SP for for the headphones. You know, um, I'm not sure I appreciate that. On the plus side, if it scans in someone else's teeth, it scans in their custom control scheme as well. So you know, it's 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 you know, it is God. actually secretly really convenient. Well, I mean, the you know the reason why they did that was it's the lack of analog triggers. So you can actually control the pressure of the water stream by how much your teeth are separated. It's 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 really hard to do though. It's like it's not. Yeah, great you develop TMJ after a while. It gets tough. Hmm. I like the idea that a Mario remake is giving people chronic TMJ. <laughs> and somehow that's not the dumbest outcome that happened in 2020. To be fair, for the uninitiated, some parts of Sunshine may have a reasonable probability of causing like, mass teeth clenching anyway. So. <laughs> I mean, for the initiated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember that you, I think you, if, you, if you're prepared, it helps. It does, but you still run into, the, like, why is it this stupid? You know what I mean? You could just, like, oh, yeah, that's where the pachinko level is. I'll come out and not play it, you know, for instance. Yeah, among, among but others. then you run into, oh, that's where the jet ski level is, and I have to play it. Shit. Yeah, there's uh, some mandatories we've covered many times. <laughs> <laughs> really just cracked teeth. Uh is any, any you good, Guillaume? Or you want to? You got uh, more thoughts? Well, I could on, go on. on I guess. Uh, we may the, as well um, cycle around, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if you had more ideas on the Mario remake. Sure. the The teeth thing, of course, is also kind of a measure like one of those famous Nintendo anti kind of. Uh, how do you say that? Predatory online thing you know like they they don't want to scan faces because you know that's just as you know in terms of security it's not great but uh you scan your teeth in the game and like no one can like even if some predator could access that like no one has ever been turned on by teeth in the history of mankind you, that's so, not true someone has been i choose to believe no they, there are I, studies I mean, you, nintendo you knows choose, this stuff they've settled you can on teeth choose for a to reason. believe what you want but there is absolutely a teeth fetish website out there right now that we could... There's probably a Mario teeth fetish website. I'm never going to bing that. Uh, the phrase you. is odontophilia, You're by the way. You're never going to bing that? <laughs> Google it, yes, but bing, I will not sell a Microsoft's good name. Well, I, I did get an Xbox, and now to oh, get true. Microsoft so the, rewards, the, I need the, to use bing. And so it's the one I'm changing person, my vocabulary here. It's the one person that watched Alien, and when it opens its mouth and it's just got like another set of teeth, they're like, oh, lovely. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go frame by frame. Oh, there it is. I there like that Guillaume has already bought and sold within two weeks of owning an Xbox. It's perfect. 
Yes. Like I, I've always said, RFN is available for payoffs. Oh, it's a sweet, and- sweet rewards, though. And you know, you get your money for nothing. Just well, for using a search engine you otherwise wouldn't use. Absolutely not. And I already <laughs> noticed that the, the, the I'm just not getting results. You know, like it, it's they're junk. Bing sucks. You don't, you don't really, you don't really need to know that though, do you? Whatever it is, you think you need to know. So what you need is reward points. I know. That's a good right. point. Money for nothing. Think of, think of uh, it this way: that if it takes you more uh, searches to find it, that's more reward points. Money for nothing and clicks for free. You know, that's the way it goes. Yep. What's wrong with us? <laughs> Why are we like this? How are we this we've, broken? We have we've crossed several Rubicons. I thought I thought like two weeks off might take the edge off no. a little bit, and we would be fine. But no, we're instantly mm. dumber than we usually yeah, are. It's instantly, amazing. Instantly starting off twenty. It's starting off twenty twenty one on a dumb note. Okay, look, we're burying the last year here. By that's the, right. By yeah, which I mean, we're burying its non-union equivalent that didn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this this is a celebration of life event. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, for 2020, I mean, E3 was a highlight for me. Uh, oh, I, see, I, I was enjoyed, gonna, yeah. I had this one. I was gonna go. I was yeah. gonna network. And, yeah, exactly. You know, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the exclusive. The, the, I enjoyed the press only access, the small crowds. I especially enjoyed uh, Sting versus Tony Hawk in a wrestling match. Those were my highlights for sure. <laughs> you know, that was like a dream scenario. Which which one of them moves more awkwardly due to a career of broken bones? Sting or Tony? Keep, keep in mind, Sting's got like 20 years on Tony Hawk. Yeah, that's true. Sting is back, though. He is back. God. You know? But it's it's just all, all the stunt work on Dune just <laughs> like shattered his body. He's he, he basically got the knees of a twenty-year NFL offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I, Guillaume! I think there probably were sting pogs. WCW mm. definitely did pogs, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure. Uh, off-brand pogs, and he's old enough to have gotten them. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't have much to say about Sting. Uh, E3, you know, I could take or leave. I, um, it was, I don't know. It seemed like pretty much more of the same as usual. Like Ubisoft with like the big like cinematic presentation where they try to scare the shit out of you with like, here's a new terrorist attack and they're going to, I don't know, deploy a new form of flu that's, uh, uh, well, no, sorry. The best part, the, dark. the best part will point. be like, oh, it'll like, be really, it'll be like really ominous and all that. And then they'd say something like, 10,000 people have died already. And you'd be like, oh, you know, like, that's what it would have been. I was watching Pacific Rim the other day and it's like, oh, the kaiju attack and like 10,000 people. 10,000. You call that a death toll, mate? Oh, God. <laughs> the real terrorists. And it's like 10,000 people. Die. So we built giant fucking robots to fight these monsters that come out of the sea. You know, so in real you life, saying, like, hundreds of thousands of people die. You can't even get in the sh- fucking bars. You know what I mean? You're just- saying, like, Pacific Rim is like a utopia, basically. It's a bright future where like the, the governments <laughs> I, I, are competent and it's, it's, they're it's, not the real terrorists. It, yeah. There is also like Zoom calling in Pacific Rim as well with the like Security Council type thing. But yeah, it, it it's better. I mean, that's that's hard to argue with. I think. I yeah. I, I mean, I like giant robots in general. So I mean, that's to me that's kind of an improvement. Um, I would argue just like. The real 2020 um, Pacific Rim focuses on the wrong main character the entire time, so there is there is some some uh, consistency here. 
<sighs> now I'm sad again. So John, so John, yeah, um, it, to be fair, it's a fair put about what Gil mentioned. Like that is another one of those things. It's going to be a lot like you know the nineties disaster movies with like, oh, isn't it fun that cities could get blown up with CG now? And then, you know, after 9-11, it's like, ah, yeah, actually, yeah, it's not such a sort of fantastically yeah. silly idea. Let's not have Hey, that. I've seen it. Let's it not doesn't look like that, that and it's everything. way more depressing. Yeah. The, we'll just the stick, whole, to, stick to asteroids for the time being. The whole, like, you know, bioweapon or otherwise scenario is, is going to get, yeah, it's, it's not going to have its frivolous, isn't this a sort of useful scenario for entertainment thing so much anymore. I, I yeah, certainly there, hope there, so. Anyway, I certainly hope there, there's I, there enough was restraint and good taste left. To absolutely not. That. Absolutely not. In the 2020 of the world of the universe of Independence Day, they, um, I don't know, like there are still people who think that the White House is still there, like just like it's been David Copperfielded behind giant mirrors or something. <laughs> Conspiracy <laughs> theories about how, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. This is again. This is too dark and, and real. Um, we, we can move on. <laughs> it's like we're, it's we're Ubisoft's trying, fault. He's Ubisoft's fault. Twenty twenty was so bad that even when you joke about it, it gets dark and almost realistic. Oh God. So I, I you know, to E three though. Yes, it's fitting that this should revolve around E three, considering like basically the first like pandemic uh, Patreon was about saving E three. Now right. we get to see what it would have been like if it didn't need to be saved, which, I mean, well, broadly speaking, I think roaring success. Like, uh, that would yeah. be my default assumption. I yeah. mean, our, our plan for saving it involved things like sinking cruise ships. So, you know, mm. I mean, mm-hmm. not that much dumber. Well, I think it was a really smart move uh, to, you know, because they, they needed to shore up their finances a little bit. And instead of just leaking the journalist's credentials, like the, the information, they, they just went and sold them. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I like how it was like some bad news. It was an open auction on Twitch. I thought that was pretty novel. I've got some bad news. It was kind of cool seeing like, oh, wow, like my my credentials got that much money. Like that was kind of cool. You know, you know, you can compare with your friends. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Now your identity belongs to Jimmy. I don't know. Bartholomew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and uh, yeah, he, he yeah, can do and, with your info whatever he pleases. Yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of it was just kind of weird because you know you're watching your ID being sold on Twitch in real time, and then you're immediately getting swatted. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty I, crazy, mean, I, but I mean, I I just drove off. the number up on mine, so it was it was safer that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, mine, you know, mine it, like uh, got chosen, got selected for one of those like Twitch plays things and uh, I just Switch don't want to Guillaume's tell you what was on my Amazon uh, purchase history after that oh good <laughs> I, uh, I I really enjoyed the fact that for the first time ever I was able to get a direct flight from my hometown to LA that's honestly it, generally speaking I would have preferred that for the many E3 trips I've t- I think I'm at up to five before this year mm-hmm. um, which is it's always a bad sign when you can't remember mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, versus having to lay over in, like, Minnesota. Uh, but, you know, I, I also realize that having L.A. that close to me is probably just a net negative for everything. Um, so, th- good with the bad. Uh, it was 
kind of impressive that I didn't talk to John the entire week. Mm-hmm. Um, this this mm-hmm. was a choice I made. I think it was the sound decision. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, passing him in the in the hall that was always good to just kind of you know walk yeah, the other side of the that aisle brief and moment of eye contact and kind of that whole kind of thing like okay, well, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, but we don't want to be looking at each other and then just keep walking. That was kind of weird, but we I think yeah. we figured it out. Um, you, you know the the internal monologue of that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, was always there. Recording the podcast from separate rooms was a smart decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not for acoustic reasons, but just so I didn't have to look at you. Yep. yep. Um, seeing John get arrested at the Activision event was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I regret well nothing. Deserved, I mean, I way. got the money for bail, so whatever, YOLO. <laughs> I mean, you jumping in to help Sting by hitting Tony Hawk with the skateboard was smart. Yep. Um, I couldn't find a definitely, chair, so the skateboard was, was right it, there. It was a good spot. Uh, I don't know why you had the sting mask on or why you had a sting mask from the 90s, but hey, it's It it's was all just good. more kind of like just a theme sort of thing. I wanted a callback so like, you know, the the <laughs> real the real sting fans in the audience would know that I was kind of there with them. You wanted to have Sting in a sting mask? Yep. Uh That's still the dumbest spot ever. Like that's mm-hmm. that is a 2020 level dumb spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Thanks I mean, I mean, for me, I enjoyed um, how the Nintendo booth was a scale model of their uh, their upcoming theme park. That was pretty cool, um, <laughs> including including you know, there's certain areas where you know you have to be you know um, you know so high, tall like, to taller actually than like you know, three foot two. So you know, yeah. kind of stuff like that. I say it would it would have mm. been it would have been up and running in non pandemic 2020 in the summer. It would have. Yeah. It was supposed to open alongside the Olympics. Yeah, of course. Was, exactly. We all would have been watching the Olympics. So that's mostly right. what we would have been doing. We all mm-hmm. would have been watching team handball at mm-hmm. three in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but it's a nice evolution from uh, Nintendo having like several games being demoed at their booth to having one game demoed b- at their booth to no game demoed at their yeah, booth. Yeah, to, to a theme park <laughs> being demoed at their booth. <laughs> yep. So I, uh, you can ride on a mini Ferris wheel, but you can't play any of their games. So nope. Somebody went back and listened to our predictions episode for 2020, and... Um, there was one in there where I, I predicted that Nintendo would at some point in the year apologize for people not being or not as many people as wanted to not being able to attend in t- Super Nintendo Land, mm. and they did do that. Oh that yeah, did they happen. did. Yeah, I saw the video with um, the, the Miyamoto video where he calls Mario Luigi's children or whatever. I I was I was way more like if I was. A, the most accurate prediction in RFN history. But B, I was like 400% accurate. So, <laughs> Over accurate. The answer of Absolutely. the number of people who were able to attend is zero. Yeah, the, uh, the Jurassic Park vibes from that video were pretty strong. We just, we just didn't have the guy who was playing, you know, odious 90s lawyer who deserves to get eaten by T-Rex saying, <laughs> we'll just have a coupon day or something. It's fine. <laughs> uh, there really should have been the the music, the yeah, yeah just, absolutely. But specifically, the version played on kazoo's. Also, the the toad that uh, serves people at the cafe Kinopia or whatever should have had a southern voice like Mister DNA. <laughs> Bingo, Dano DNA. This, this uh, I've always wondered what what the what was up with that choice. Ah, <laughs> uh, just like Michael Crichton intended. I assume so. I, 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 that video was spooky. (laughs) 
there's something really weird about Miyamoto walking around a theme park and not talking to no one except two characters in a costume and a bunch of animatronics. Also, the, the, the spookiest thing is you just know underneath the Mario costume was a robotic Yul Brenner. So... <laughs> <laughs> I uh a little bit of taste of uh, what's to come yeah, what's oh, the, yeah. the robots rebel yeah it's happening yeah. <laughs> I mean if they if, to be honest at this point if they don't rebel have they got any self respect <laughs> why would point. you keep them buying these shit bags I don't get it <laughs> they haven't got uh, a fucking clue what they're doing you get what you take charge uh, I mean, they'll make they'll make sounder decisions, but most of those decisions will be rivet goes here. So you know, I mean, society will be well riveted. This is the the reality of the situation, <laughs> uh, which is currently presently extremely not riveted. Uh, so did so anyone I, else end up at the uh, after you know after party at E3? Oh yeah, at, no, to uh, me, well, it's, it's me, my first E3, known for my indefatigability. I will yes. be heavy networking. The, the business cards are flying everywhere. Uh, raves, definitely a lot of raves <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> the LA club scene. And when I say rave, I mean you know Matrix Reloaded. It's five seconds away from turning into an orgy rave. Obviously, mm-hmm, those, those mm-hmm. are the best kind. I know. This. Well, there was yeah. also the, uh, the the Post Malone concert, which was put on by Activision. Of course, that was really cool. And God, uh, they would have done also just, you know, because there would not have been any disease anywhere, I would have licked every controller before mm-hmm. I started using it. And, ta- and, and, and taken a picture of it, obviously, and then posted yeah. it on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> the tongues of E3. <laughs> it's if that Instagram Oof. doesn't exist, I challenge someone to go register it. Oof. My favorite uh, moment was when I saw Felicia Day with a gang of like executives and I, I, I went to her and I was like, oh, can I take a picture with you? And then I gave an executive my phone so that it could take a picture, <laughs> even though they were all very busy. And wait, no, that didn't happen this past year. That happened in like 2012 before I was with the uh, Nintendo World Report. Uh, it's a beautiful callback. Yeah, well, yep. you know, I mean, 2012 was meant to be the end of the world as well, wasn't it? So. Yeah, Kin- it's a, it's a good point. kinship of of years. We just keep going. And a year later, uh, Will Whedon with the brush against my ass as I was trying to play. What was it? God damn it! The the two D platformer on the Wii U. Uh, oh fuck it! It's quite trine, a trine, trine, trine. Okay, the trine port. I remember every detail of that magical moment. <laughs> did you Did you turn her off? Turn around and scream "fuck off," Wesley. I did not. That's what you should. Also, is there a sort of uh, a movie starring Gwyneth Paltrow in this where it depends which cheek he brushed against, and then everything is very different from that branch point? (laughs) I'm uh, no, it is not called sliding cheeks. Um, I will not accept that. (laughs) I'm glad it's not called that. No, no. I mean, I would never. I would never use that for a cheap gag. I definitely didn't do it. So I don't if it had been like the the left cheek, uh, it would have been like uh, I would have I don't know. Will Whedon and I would have shared the moment together and just uh, made new life together, I suppose. But it was the right cheek, oh. and so instead, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow started goop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, I nothing to do with anything. But I it's so a butterfly jokes effect. I want well, to make that now, is, that's but a different I'm movie really... with Ashton Kutcher, but still, it is. <sighs> pH pH balance for your feminine products is Goop's new personal mm. slogan, made entirely of mud. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. If you get mud, you're lucky. It's true. You see, you're starting to understand the secret purpose of this now is to actually be grateful for the year we actually had, which is the most heinous thing that I can possibly imagine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I was really, really pleased. Uh, you know, I predicted this back in the end of 2019 or beginning of 2020. Uh, I was really pre- pleased that because Sakurai and co. had so much time to work on their Smash Brothers DLC characters that they were able to really take the time and, and pick the right characters and do the right work to make it fit. Um, hmm. And the addition of Layton to the DLC roster was was smart, uh, especially because his ultimate, of course, requires you to solve puzzles quickly on, on the Switch. And it disrupted many tournaments that were played therein, causing a complete collapse of the Smash Brothers tournament scene, which, all in all, just a net positive for everybody. Um, hmm. I I like that most of the puzzles you get are like dumbass trick puzzles where you have to read two paragraphs of text to realize that the the person writing the question is actually the culprit. Um, it's kind of weird that it that like a three minute match can devolve into literally just pop the smash and then that's the whole match. But you know, I think it fits. I think, I think it was a strong character choice, and I appreciate that they spent the time to put over 140 puzzles in the game. It was it was a uh, time it, well spent. Yeah, no, it's impressive, but I'm probably even more impressed by the how he dealt with uh, because of course people when they saw Layden they complained, oh, another sword character because he wields like a cane around, uh, and then Sakurai was just like, oh yeah, and then he went and gave swords to every other character. And I thought it was like a masterful troll, you know, and but actually like Mario got a kick-ass sword and uh, I, I kind of want to see that in the other Mario games now. You know, I'm, I'm, it's amazing that every character was redrawn as a Fire Emblem character though. That's, that's the part that I don't understand why they did mm. it. Sort of goes against the spirit of the game, but you know, redrawing 90 something characters as Fire Emblem characters is really like it really motivated me to uh to get deeper into fire emblem heroes and i now have all of the scantily clad bunny characters available to play with so wait scantily um, clad mario fire emblem bunny yes scantily clad easter mario bridal paradise to be fair that bunny in mario 64's castle basement isn't wearing anything is he that's true (laughs) that's true I'm kind of surprised that uh, the SRB uh, actually gave that, you know, less than a, a, an X rating. Rated M. It's a cultural thing. They don't they don't realize what they're actually looking at. Mm. Rated ra- rated M for mature naked rabbits. I uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate that they created a character that so fundamentally changed the game from being, you know, a puzzle uh, a fighting game into being a puzzle game, which is what it always. Well, you know, I think the biggest sort of stir it causes in the casual online community because you know when that final smash starts and then the lag kicks in it takes the better part of 10 minutes for the text just to finish spawning onto the screen 
Yeah. yeah and I like that they, it scrolls. They dealt with it in a smart way, though. You can just, like, use the motion controls with, like, the, the faint pointer, and you can just, like, keep clicking around on the screen to fight coins. Yeah, oh, that's and, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can find a few hint coins, which actually replenishes your health. Yeah. And if you solve it really quick, you get picarats or something, which uh, presumably helps you. Yeah, we still don't know what they do, but I've got a ton of them. Because, some of course, point, it's the first... you can cash your picarats in for me costumes. <laughs> yeah, because, of course, like, this is... I, I've said this before, but this is my favorite Smash because you don't have to play it as a fighter. You can play it as a laden game, and you can play it as a Fire Emblem, which I've also started to like for reasons that I didn't think about before I started going on this tangent. But, uh, yeah, anyway... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, having a strategy mode mm. is is a good decision. Yeah, and you know, like you, you just like pair off uh, Fire Emblem Mario and Fire Emblem Kirby, and then uh, that is one weird character that you get as a result. Their kid, uh, yeah. But... I I feel like Smash Brothers tactics was a long time coming. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, replacing the combat mode with tactics was a decision, but it was mm-hmm. a smart one. Mm-hmm. A, 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 comp, a, a tactics mode but also a trivia game or a puzzle game you know it's it's really what Smash was meant to be um, so I applaud them like I said they had, they had all that free time that they were able to spend in the office so they went and did it they did it alright uh, yeah they sure <laughs> did Smash is now Smash has reached it's, it's, it was a, in a pupated well, state <clears throat> it's kind of more universe building you know you can see what they're kind of going for, you know. They're kind yeah. of building it out. I mean, I, you know, I hate I hate to bring it up, but you know, cross media property, you know. Mm. You really I mean, say? when it, when when Smash Brothers finally evolves into the butterfly form that is a hidden objects game, like that, that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what DLC character will make that final transformation, but I'm very excited to find out, especially because they finished DLC Pack Two back in November and they announced DLC Pack Three already. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, sorry, you reminded me of something. Maybe uh, I don't know if we want to move on from Smash, but uh, James, you mentioned like all this time at the office and stuff, and this reminds me. Um, of course, there was that hack. Uh, you know, Nintendo's like information about like old video games, old like anyway, like that got all on the internet, and I found it fascinating that they were recently working on a Switch app uh, that was basically like jump rope. Um, but then they, they <laughs> sat on it because they thought, well, no one's going to use that. That's stupid. You know, there's absolutely no reason for people to jump rope in their living rooms. And um, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird to have seen what could have been. It, it's... It's true. It is true. Yeah. Like, I, I can't... I, I, I don't understand why they're playing a charge $40 for it. <laughs> yeah, that, that might have been... Uh, that might have killed it in the egg. We do have the yeah more Smash stuff to look forward to, like uh, Short Head Zelda from Breath of the Wild Two, which has been out for a few months now, and yeah. uh, she, mm. she she's got a sword, so that's good. Yeah, I'm 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 a she's little a, su- yeah, good surprised, tip. but I'm happy about it, so it's fine. Also, we need I, to talk about how much of a bomb Animal Crossing was. Oh God, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was just, everybody was just you know prancing around outside feeding deer and you know all the sorts of carefree things that they didn't need to to play animal crossing yeah it was kind of right. a miss you know i mean just you know just being able to go outside all the time and you know 
I mean, it's just sitting inside and playing that kind of game, you know, and trying to establish a sense of community through that game. It just seems like kind of a waste of time, you know? Yeah, well, the whole, like, premise of, like, go set up a tent and, on an island and stuff and, like, bitch, I'm doing that already in real life, you know? I'm camping <laughs> right. on exactly. my desert I island. Say it, but yeah. So, know. I don't know. I It was uh, it seemed kind of pointless. They, they're really grasping at anything they can with that franchise now. Frankly, I think I preferred the board game better on the Wii U, Animal <laughs> Crossing, uh, whatever. I can't remember what it's called, but you know yep. what I'm talking about. Yep. Animal Crossing board as hell. Yep. Animal- <laughs> <laughs> like for whatever reason, nothing broke my brain. Like Animal Crossing being a bomb. Like all the things we've said so far, that's the one where I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Well, yeah. I mean, the gag is that there is no reality in which it would have been a bomb. Yeah, but, but I think it just sold a million copies since we made that joke. So it's. <laughs> My brain is actively like now consuming itself. But still, uh, you know, the, 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 obviously, you know, this this year was was rocket fuel. But I'm pretty confident it would have sold very very well anyway. Because yes, turns out people would rather probably spend some time with uh, with weird animal people uh, than actual people, even if they did I mean, have the option. I mean, if to the extension from that statement you could just go to Nintendo lost a bunch of money this year which is oh which that's is true the- yeah that's true I mean like all these games did come out like Metro Prime 4 Breath of the Wild 2 Bayonetta 3 like it all came out but it was just always right. they were all bombs nothing nothing sold yeah. mm-hmm. e- even the Galaxy DLC just nothing <laughs> <laughs> well you know speaking of business James do you want to talk about the year that was for J&J Dream Factory yeah. Um. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like for for me, I think that the biggest the biggest deal for us, I would call it a coup, was um us becoming the dangerous uh, phrasing, John. Us get- <laughs> true. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was when we se- when we secured exclusive distribution rights to uh, to Gamer Grub for Europe, the the uh, Baltics and Mesopotamia. I think that was the biggest. <laughs> That was the biggest deal that we secured, and, I, and frankly, like you know, I'm surprised that we pulled it off. But we pulled it off, and now we're reaping reaping the benefits. I haven't figured out how we're going to actually take the gamer grub back to the Iron Age or the the mm-hmm. late Iron Age, early bron- or excuse me, early Iron Age, late Bronze Age. But yeah. once we do, yep. I mean, I'm, it- I'm just more concerned, really, not with the locations like Mesopotamia, non Mesopotamia, whatever. But I mean. Really, I mean that's really up to the lawyers, but I mean, you know, just the fact that we secured the deal. Mm. Your Honor, those, I those believe that my contract—they are going to be getting that gamer grub. I believe my contract does not stipulate that I am limited to sales in the past. It simply sets a future date at which the contract expires. Mm-hmm. There is no provision here saying I cannot go back to the late Bronze Age. Yep. To I sell mean, we're just securing grub. past, present, and future sales. So that's right. I mean, the the contract says all dates can uh, exclusive right to sales up through twenty twenty four. Well, mm-hmm. I believe that negative two thousand is before that date, mm-hmm. sir. They have to be like rebranded as like Hunter Grub or something. That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't really have recreation even... that much. So <sighs> it's but still, it's, you I mean, know, like hand eye coordination. Timing, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah, relevant because I mean, he definitely does help with that stuff. That's not in question, obviously. No. Yeah, I, 
I mean, well, the, the, the formulation that we have that's just chock full of steroids. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, and it's science. And, and if, if anything, I mean, if 2020, like, you know, taught us anything, it's that, you know, people really respect science. Yeah, oh, so. absolutely. It, this is, and I quote, the limitless shit, isn't it? That's, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yep. we, we can't call it that, obviously, because we didn't secure those rights. <laughs> no, no, we don't have Bradley Cooper's likeness or anything like that. And they yeah. won't even know Bradley Cooper is because it's like thousands of years ago. So it'd be pointless. I mean, why you bring that up? Well, I mean, unless we bring him back with us with the Gamer Club. <laughs> We're working on that. Time travel is uh, coming. I I feel like Bradley Cooper is a timeless actor that we could put in any era. Absolutely, of performance. And I don't. Oh, you I, mean I'm like not... you mean like Kirk Douglas with his fucking flat top in ancient Rome? Is that is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might have to style him slightly differently. And and look, I I I don't know if we're talking about Akkadian or. Um, Sumerian. I mean, for a while that was a bilingual society, so you might have to teach him both. Um, but I think he would be fine. But he's fine because I mean, he's got the limitless shit. He can learn anything. He right. could, I mean, yeah, most... I mean, he could probably get away with ancient Sumerian, though. I mean, I mean, I mean, most you know, of most the people art... know it. He may never know. It might come in handy the next time he does a Mel Gibson movie or some shit. <laughs> I, I, Jesus Christ! I, uh, I mean, most most art of that era, the Akkadians still stuck with with Sumerian as an art language because they were goof they were basically the world's first cosplayers um cosplaying as sumerians so uh, yeah i think he'd be fine he'd be fine we don't have to worry about teaching him acadian and mel gibson would never do a movie in because that's that's more than six thousand years ago and that wouldn't mm-hmm. that wouldn't be I, I like that i've turned catholic mel gibson into some sort of weird six thousand year old truther there we go yeah either way jj dream factory we got a gamer grub on lock past present future I, I, <laughs> yeah, just not the continental U.S. of today. <laughs> no, yeah. no. I mean, just, obviously you, know, you can't get uh, those we, rights. That's we that's, deal with. Uh, you know, JJ Dream Factory. We deal in what you would call emerging markets, or or, or regressing markets, or historical markets. <laughs> whatever, whatever <laughs> we, you want. We de- we deal. We are in, serving the underserved. We deal in pre-Bronze Age collapse markets. <laughs> Fuck you, Sea Peoples. Fuck you. Oh, this is this is might be the most esoteric like mm-hmm. side conversation we've ever had in an RFN branded conversation. Like, I don't I don't know that we've ever gone and started talking about like the cultural practices of a of a heterogeneous society in the late Bronze Age. But here we are. Mm-hmm. We did it. Well, I can tell you also that I did uh, enjoy my guest hosting spot on the Gamer Awards. That was pretty cool. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't think I would enjoy the experience, but um, did Jeff look starstruck when he saw you? A little bit. You know, I tried to. You know, I tried to play it cool, right? I God knew he'd be. It. I knew he'd be kind of impressed. I mean, he's obviously a fan of the podcast, and you know, I didn't yeah. want to be like. I just tried to be like a normal person. You know, not like. You know, I didn't want to freak him out, but um, no. but yeah, he was. He you know he kind of stammered a little bit hey I, you know i'm a great uh, you know i'm a big fan kind of thing you know it was kind of weird but i tried to like you know just kind of talk to him like you know like anybody else would kind of thing kind of come across as just like just one of the guys sort of thing so no but it was pretty cool you know i i just i i told him that i appreciated the fact that it wasn't uh it was more focused on the people that make the games rather than a bunch of ads i appreciated that shift that tonal <laughs> shift um mm. 
Uh, I appreciated that. Like, I especially liked the, the fact that they stipulated that they would have every single award actually presented on the broadcast. That was that was pretty cool. Um, rather yeah. than just you know answer you know rather than just having them awarded off camera. Yeah, because yeah, they didn't even have to say world premiere once because it was all yeah. games that had already come out and were actually being considered for awards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate how no one watched it, though. <laughs> In the right. end, it was yeah. the least popular yeah, one ever. It, 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 again, that is that that that's what would happen, isn't it? In all likelihood, mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't get the promise that sweet, sweet world premiere. I mean, what is the point? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's. I just wish that you know. I just wish people cared more about stuff like that. I guess. You know. Mm. Kind of. Do also At have least. to talk about the fact that uh, Nintendo finally added a new system to Nintendo Switch Online after Super Nintendo, and of course it was Virtual Boy to go with the cardboard, you know, with Labo VR. Yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, mm. that was you finally play uh, Mary's Tennis online with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It kind of like, caught me off guard because you know I just I don't expect that kind of stuff from Nintendo, but uh, I guess they're a new company now, you know. Making more, making those bold moves. Well, that's the thing. It's just the kind of weird stuff they start doing where they inexplicably start losing money, as we've already asserted mm-hmm. in this scenario. Mm-hmm. They are doing. Yeah. Guillermo yeah, they, they had to. No, sorry. Well, uh, it was a while ago. I, I'm going to reframe this. Uh, the uh, yeah, of course. They've been losing money, so they're actually kind of like weirdly taking their time more for um, for games, and so like we didn't get like it wasn't a packed end of year for releases, Nintendo releases. Um, but it's so weird, like you know how people used to call uh, or some people call E three like like summer, like Christmas or something, gamer Christmas, and like this year because all the the releases have been pushed back. Um, they actually call Christmas second E3. <laughs> E3 is so good and so lasting. You know, that's the thing. I, I mean, know, right? I, I'm right kind of now, thinking maybe we're seeing a shift here. Yeah. Like maybe uh, E3 is going to be like uh, not just an institution, but a tradition in the future. Oh, absolutely. I think it'll have been. I've been thinking a little bit about the end of civilization lately, and if projecting forward, I do think you know if you're more like what are you if you're Chuck Heston on the beach, and you're gonna see the equivalent of the Statue of Liberty, but it's not the Statue of Liberty. I think it's mm. more likely you're gonna see a straight Statue of Jeff Keighley than of Santa. So <laughs> that's the that's where I was down. going. I was wondering who's gonna be the patron the the you know the patron saint. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna go with like a giant like picture of a cyberpunk character, so <laughs> cyberpunk twenty seventy seven yeah. on the building or something. Because it's of course a, that that still hasn't come out. It's it's the uh, it's the giant statue of Keanu Reeves pointing into the audience saying, "You're beautiful." <laughs> and that, Sorry, I, and I that's to, how I you know away. that it was Earth all along. Yeah. I had yeah, to step I mean, away for a minute because uh, my literary agent called to ask about writing the novelization for my screenplay for the film ver- adaption of the uh, Advance Wars series. Which, oh, I thought it was you know, about your time I, reviewing games and your favorite phrase for talking about their quality. So it dubbed, how mixed was my bag? 
that's that's my erotic adventure. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, James. I, I gotta I, I gotta warn you right now. I, I'm sure you've thought of it, but the, if you're writing the novelization, like please take out the strange, out of place, race anti anti China racist joke that's mm-hmm. in the the script. Like, don't put that in your book. I think you're no, going to run into down. trouble. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely because uh, if I it gets adapted to, I, into a film, don't let them put it in the trailer because that'd be look, really fucking stupid. Look, I wrote I wrote the screenplay, and for this Advance Wars adaption, I put in the steampunk stuff that Intelligent Systems wants in all their properties. Now I don't understand it, but it's there. Mm. But I set one rule, which is we are not going to release this in China. That I have oh, okay. that this this is a moral decision I am making. And so I have a double down on it. Actually, it was it was a it was an artistic decision, and I won't. I, I, you can judge the artistic merit of it, but I won't allow my work to be corrupted to meet mm. the uh, the like. This is this is a work of art, not a consumer product, which is why I felt it was necessary to make a film treatment for Advance Wars. Very noble, which James. Is, which is also yeah. not a consumer. But anyway, I apologize for stepping away. I wanted to make sure we were talking about the importance that was. The 24-hour live 100,000-person Game Awards show that was just as many people as you could cram in a room as possible, and oh, Cyberpunk yeah, yeah, winning but, because it's, it's, it's flawless. Yeah. John was there, and Jeff was starstruck, yeah. and yeah, we've we've covered it. Yeah, yeah okay. we already dealt with that. Also, uh, Cyberpunk never came out. That's why it's. Uh, we were at Planet of the Apes at this point. Yeah, oh yeah, James, yeah. Uh, so the, the, you, were ste- yeah. You, you stepped away for a long time. Yeah, buddy. you stepped away uh, long enough for Chuck Heston to come back and find the giant yeah. statue of Keanu Reeves and go, "You yeah. maniacs, you blew it up." I understand that it didn't come out, but it still won the Game Award. Oh yeah, yeah but uh, but don't forget, it did come out, but it was also well, flawless. Like they did squash all the bugs; they just chose to sit on it. Well, right. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, the, the award that it won was uh, most humanitarian development cycle, um, <laughs> which, which you know, after they decided to delay it um, in order to make it easier for their staff and actually, like, you know, just kind of not do it under some, you know, death march kind of thing, um, and also re- to release the highest quality product possible across all platforms. I mean, yeah, I mean, I applaud them. It, it, was- it is unusual for a game to win a Nobel Prize prize it is especially mm-hmm. unusual for it to win it during the game award ceremony but you know yeah, it's it 20, crazy considering I mean, it's but... a 24 hour event and they tried to lock as many people in there as possible you know hundreds of thousands of people in, in, in a confined space they had mm-hmm. to give out you know they had they had to give out more awards than they usually do because they can only put so many of our of our gamer grub ads in acadian on mm-hmm. the screen at, at one time it takes mm-hmm. a long time to to kind of get Jeff to pronounce Acadian words. He's yeah. kind of a slow. I mean, look, we made him learn cuneiform just for the purpose of reading the ad. I, I don't, I'm not upset about it. And I mean, yeah, he's again, not a, you know, a native you, speaker you, either. Once so. you dosed him with the great game of grub, I mean, it's just easy, isn't it? You just, it's just it's true. It's true. Fucking turns into still Johnny Mnemonic over there. I mean. That, <laughs> Yeah, but maybe maybe that's what the statue was of. I mean, you know, I didn't really. You know, it could it, it could be the original sculpt, or it could just be where that makes it look like older Keanu. I, we don't know. No, it's it's actually mm. it's actually a Bill and Ted sculpture for the, the tie-in. <laughs> that's true. You know, when he when he made the co-wrote the song that united the world, there would be a giant statue of him. Yeah, I mean, the, but the other they didn't say is... united the world forever. Like nuclear war after that was still possible, and then well, look, there's, 
Uh, after that initial uh, movie, there's at least like five or six extraneous sequels, not counting like the remakes uh, uh, of Planet of the Apes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, like it's yeah, we're, we're going to get there at some point. Revelations will unfold progressively and retcon the, the, past the book stuff and... or or just in general the term. I was thinking of the older movies, but uh, oh, okay. I thought yeah. I thought you were you were talking about the writings of John. Yeah, so, yeah. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, he was probably just high. Just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just quickly come back to your uh, uh, Advance Wars? Uh, yeah, yeah. How much, how much um, does Days of Ruin factor into this? That's what I want to know. Uh, it's it's a. Uh, it, much like uh, we took we took the Fire Emblem approach where, you know, there are a bunch of Fire Emblem games that are in the same continuity, kind of loosely. You know, they're, they're sort of all related to some of the same name areas. Uh, but there are some there's some outliers where they either tried to start a new system or they just, you know, they just this is different. Uh, we went that way with this. So you might find mm. that you see some names that sound familiar, maybe a little different, because, of course, you know, it's a different it's a little bit of a different time period. Right. Um, an alternate reality as it were but i i was gonna yeah because i found it so weird because so are you still with that producer who was like the only producer in hollywood who did not want to involve the u.s military in the shooting of this movie (laughs) and so like he wanted to rework the script so that there's like no army at all just just people with swords and like fighting fantasy creatures well so we didn't they that yeah, we're still there, but the contract terms that I put out because you know producers are often very forgiving when their contract terms. Um, uh-huh. I, I was quite clear that I can't step on the toes of the Fire Emblem production that I want to make at a future date. So we're mm. the the compromise was the the steampunk aesthetic. Uh, but again, that that was Intelligent Systems' weird insistence that steampunk needs to be everywhere. I don't I don't know where they got that idea, but. Uh, I've heard they've got future plans is for this, it. So. Is this hmm. the, the seed for the uh, Codename Steam Cinematic Universe? Oh, it might be. Um, it, you know, you, you know, got, you got I, to do I, the I, Lincoln I, movie, and then, you know, obviously, I mean, yes, there's already Wizard of Oz movies, but screw it, do more. I, I, I won't... I don't want to reveal too much ahead of the premiere. Uh, of course, the novelization will come out before the premiere of the movie because we don't think you'll be able to finish reading the 1,300-page book in time. Hmm. Um, but there might be some characters showing up that you would you wouldn't expect. Is all I'm going to say. Right, actually, James. I, I mean, like we I can already play the the video game, so it's kind of already been spoiled. Like Fire Emblem, the movie, the game. And uh, like the, I don't know, like we already we've seen all the actors. They've it's, been digitized, a, and uh, yeah, yeah. like we already know about Captain Sawada is what I'm saying. It's, it's a, a side story, Channing Tatum with the Alfie is on again. From uh, it's so- what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Jupiter Ascended? Yeah, that's Jupiter. Like- yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like of course the 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 last two movies of that trilogy came out this past year. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I got to keep in mind the game is a side story. So it's you know it's taking place away from the main action of the film, which which was a decision that required more writing obviously, but um as as a prolific writer I am, it was it was easy to bang that out in a couple hours. Hmm. Um actually that's probably yeah, more time than is usually spent in a movie script. <laughs> I I saw parts of of uh what was the, what was the Battleship. There was less than an hour spent on that script. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone had read. I think that the first reading was the actual filming of the movie. 
If you told yeah. me that was a script produced by by a semi-advanced AI, I would believe you. Well, I think the key there was Liam Neeson, a famous uh, line improviser. <laughs> I mean, he came up with the Taken line. Like, I have a very particular set of skills. Um, he came up with his battleship lines. Like, uh, I hit your ship. And uh, he <laughs> came up with... Yeah, so again, like, he just... Uh, so yeah. if... Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is get Liam Neeson. He's he's very good at what he does. Yeah. He's got a particular he set was, of skills. He was really good in 18-2 that came out uh, this year, this past year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> with, with uh, you know, uh, already established uh, J&J partner uh, Bradley Cooper coming back as well. Yep. Yeah. He's a good guy. Brad's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> Brad. This is the dumbest. What have we done? <laughs> Uh, all right. Who else? Who else wants to review uh, big events from their year? Oh my god, I might be uh, spent here. Yeah, that was a lot of stupidity for fifty-five minutes. That was. We really jammed it in. Like we really, we really went all out. Oh, uh, I think that's twenty twenty in a nutshell. I, yes, you're not the wrong. actual twenty twenty in a nutshell. There mm-hmm. it is. Is is a lot of stupidity jammed into 366 days. When you know Chuck Heston, it was that extra day. That's what got us. When Chuck I mean, Heston is finding the non-specific Keanu Reeves uh, statue on the beach, this is the only audio record that will survive of what 2020 was like. So, <laughs> it's for better uh, or uh, worse. And then so then when and then when Chuck Heston hears that, he's like, oh, "I'm all right with them blowing it up now." <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that, you know, if 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 we didn't have leap years, there would have been one less day of stupidity to jam in to to 2020, and it would have been just fine. It's definitely just one day of stupid. God, the, the, like I I I kind of hope doing this on 20, on January 1st would be like cathartic, or just making me go like, man, what the fuck, ah. Uh, well, no, I just miss Advance Wars. You went places that, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, know, you wouldn't encroach on our dark reality already, a reality that does not have new Advance Wars games in it. So the the first plan for my cinematic treatment was F-Zero. So, you know, we had to pivot <laughs> when, <laughs> when I got a look at the character art that Nintendo sent us for F-Zero and I had to clean up the vomit I projected afterwards. Um. A new a new plan was required when they insisted Mr. EAD had to be in the film. Uh, and and the, can look, you know, getting Danny Trejo to do Mr. EAD would have been fine, <laughs> but the fat suit they were going to make him wear, and then the CG they wanted us to layer on top of it, it was too much. Well, it is. I just thought that much. they had settled on using the uh, the model from the Mario movie, and then just like stretching it horizontally. And using no. it like that? No, no, no. They they were they wanted Mr. EAD to have a gritty face, and I mean, there's just no face. I mean, Treo's face looks like the surface of sandpaper, so gritty is there. Uh, I, I, but, I'd prefer the idea of actually just taking still images of Bob Hoskins from the Mario movie that already exists <laughs> and stretching that out into Mr. EAD proportions. I think I think they saw Jim Carrey in the Sonic movie, which came out, as you know, on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and said, "Well, we can't do that." 
we we got to we got to get away from that. And so that's how we ended up here. And then the contract negotiations really just fell apart because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't I wasn't comfortable with that imagery and it just wasn't it just wasn't me, you know. It's, it's not the kind not the kind of producer, director, writer, star. I did star in this movie. Composer. I mean, I wrote the main theme. I didn't write all the music. It's, it's beneath me. Of course. Um an editor that that I could be so I you know I, I had to draw a line somewhere I do I'm very sad that we're never going to get to hear my uh, my symphonic rap piece I wrote for the FCR universe though <laughs> trying to even imagine what that would be and I'm upset oh, I'm so upset at myself for saying there it there are some things that are just so weird you couldn't make them up like that time that Blasco and Badger Kazooie came out for Wii U Virtual Console <laughs> At the end of 2020, yeah, yes. years after the system's death. Especially the fact that they went and integrated all the, uh, the uh, fuck, I can't remember what the name of the stupid social media was. Oh, the media, oh, yeah, they switched me first back on just so you could like get achievement points, uh, like integrate Post your screenshots. You get the same it's achievement a- points as if you was doing it in Rare Replay, but via Meverse. Right, and, and post your sc- your screenshots of nice water and all that stuff, obviously, because there's a lot of water in Banjo-Kazooie that needs to be marked as nice or not. Well, especially yeah. if you played in Rusty Bucket Bay or whatever, it's like, not nice water, no. No, bad it's water. oily and everything. So if we're, you know, being serious for just a second here, I think I might have caused that release because, of course, one of the people who, like one of the companies that purchases the info that... Microsoft is farming from me through their rewards program. Uh, one of the clients is Nintendo, and Nintendo found out that I finally got an Xbox and played Rare Replay, and they were like, okay, well, let's release those games that Nintendo uh, Guillaume wanted to check out on the Wii U now. Yeah, And so I'm, it was just a decision made out of spite, which is how we know Nintendo operates. It's big data. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Guillaume, the Guillaume watch alarm went off. And that's that's. I don't know where in Kyoto the Guillaume watch well, alarm is. I mean, but... also at the FBI, the CIA, it went off a couple <laughs> places. But yeah, Nintendo as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I I I have always had this sick fantasy that they've got, and and it got a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all behind the curtain even more. That there's like a bot that just listens to the show and records it, and that Nintendo's internal like. PR management teams, they they just kind of like do PR. PR companies will get like writing about the company, and then they they have a thing that just sort of um, I don't know what's the best way of putting it. Like generally gauges some high level stuff about about what's written and boils it up. Like a person doesn't actually go and read it all. Scraped, it's scraped. Yeah, for, yeah and then it just tries to come up with general trend lines. Um. I've always had this sick fantasy that there's an AI that just listens to the show and transcribes it and that that is being fed in and that occasionally some insane thing pops into their their like comments block that comes from this dumbass show. But then we got an unsolicited email this week of a company that sells transcripts of your podcast where they literally transcribed episode 703 using an AI. And it, a, it didn't do a great job, but B, reading what we said in text form which is a throwback to the first episode of the show. It um, is, yeah. yeah. Is, well is, before us, but... Yeah, the, the, it's the incredibly unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many very stupid things that we say in the show that's just like, why? 
<laughs> Seeing this written down is much worse. Well, we're not going to stop each other from saying stupid things, so... No, uh, but but seeing it in written form, like, it, 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 it the knife gets a little bit deeper. Because, like, you can hear something and your brain doesn't necessarily have to process it. Like, you can, you know, literally in one ear, out the other. But when you read it, it has to go through your brain. Your brain has to at, at least handle the incoming message and go, ugh. So yeah, I think I think actually seeing the weird digression that we had at the start of that episode, you know, unlike every other episode, um, was was a lot emotionally for me, <laughs> especially with the typos introduced by the AI bot. Uh, so yeah, I, I assume that's happening, and so that this episode Nintendo does pay that one dollar a month that you paid. Thank you to our patrons who are listening to this episode who have gracefully given us the money necessary I don't know if it was graceful I mean they may have barbarously given us their one dollar um, that keeps Nintendo World Report going uh, Nintendo also pays one dollar so that they can transcribe our our meandering thoughts they have a lot of information now on Dracula dead and loving it no I mean uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> that they can that they can work with we might have um, a lot of that- information about the Leslie Nielsen spoof as well it's, it's- <laughs> I mean, we did talk about it. Not from necessarily from that source, but just in general. Big fans. Mm. <laughs> I, I look forward to the dead and loving it. The dead and loving it game. I can only imagine that uh, when Amazon picked up the rights to... Um, oh, shit, I had the title just a second ago. A Prince in New York. Uh, for the, You know, like they, they financed the sequel. They also had the option for uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. And they were like... Nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> what if we don't? Yeah. Uh, I I am excited for... God, now I'm just thinking about Leslie... Ne- we're never going to get another one of those, are we? That's that's sad. I'm sad now. The show made me sad. Going to have to watch uh, Men with Brooms uh, over and over again. Oh. Oh. He, had a, he had a golf video that he did like a VHS that you could buy I think it came out in the late 80s where it was like it was like a it was like a parody of a golf instructional video what was mm. it Dorf on golf Dorf on golf it might have been but I think so I the, think the, Leslie Nielsen was in it there's there's two of those there's one that he did and there's another one and I can't remember who did that one but it I, I have seen parts of it and it's it's very bad um, very, very bad. Um, Dorf on golf was with Stephen Dorf, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. No. Le- Leslie, no. Le- yes, Dorf on golf was, was one Conway. of them. Les- Leslie oh. Nielsen made one called "Bad Golf Made Easier," uh, which came out in '93. It's very bad. <laughs> um, I encourage you to go. Like, if you're if you're really feeling like you miss his his fine brand of comedy, rem- just a reminder: he actually was a serious actor at one point. Um, you can go watch his golf instruction. He's unfortunate. And that's how- you know when you grow up with Naked Gun and all that, and then it's like you try and watch Forbidden Planet or something. It just doesn't. It doesn't really work. There's yeah, some- but also you you try to watch like um, a space travesty, and it doesn't work either. <laughs> did that ever come out? I, I I feel like did I make that up? The- uh, it it had to have. Like you bust them. Yeah, it, it did come out, but no one ever heard it, right? Because it was um, direct to video, a space travesty. I mean, yeah, he that's, was a, in... that's an actual movie. Is Sorry. it? 
is it, it, it may have come out, but does that make it an actual movie? Yeah, it's a perfectly like, plausible like uh, spoof title, but I mean, there's lots of perfectly plausible spoof titles. Uh, 2001: A Space Travesty came out in 2000, and uh, it, yep, couldn't I, even I'm be bothered to, to get the year right. Fuck you know. No. Uh, sorry. I <laughs> again I'm, I'm, just take us to like way darker places. Nine, remember, remember, I mean, keep in mind he had a subtitle of one of his movies called "The Final Insult," and mm. yes, it was, but not not. To, I mean, to you, the audience. I don't uh, know. I always thought the final insult was just what happened with OJ shortly after that. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> God, this got this got dark in like mm. a really like in a movie in, or in a, Jesus Christ in a podcast where we're trying to take out the darkness from what has been the no, last no, year. I told, just, that was never the the the, the, the idea is that if that had been a pandemic, it still would have been rubbish. It's always rubbish. So you know, <laughs> look, I mean, we we're, we're yes, nihilism is in the DNA of the show to some degree, but goddamn, goddamn, we're talking about listen. All right, that's. That's the time. That's the time. It's it's time to stop and 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 move on before I think of the name of the Nielsen movie where he was the bad guy on a camping trip and they're trying to escape a bear that's killing people. That's the whole movie. That's the whole fucking movie. Well, there's a spoof of the edge. I had no idea. <laughs> Because that is, is that movie. Movie. that is uh, Anthony Hopkins and the uh, Baldwin just trying to run away from a bear. That's that's the movie. Well, th- that that's this movie as well. And he's on the camping trip, and he's he's like a jerk. Um, versus, I say he's the bad guy. The bear is the bad guy. But is he though? He's, you're cheering for him, really, aren't you? Uh, at a certain kind point. of. I mean, for certain people, you're like, yeah, I'm okay with the bear getting that. It's like, it's like Friday the 13th or something. You're like, come on. I have no attachment to these teenagers. Whether they need to get it. They're promiscuous yeah, I mean, and they need to get an axe in the face. <laughs> All right. If they didn't have sex, it would have been fun. Kids, when your parents tell you that protection doesn't protect from everything, they're talking about Jason. Specifically. So... That that's 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 the lesson I leave to you to end this episode. Remember, condoms don't protect against axes in the face. It's true. That's a that's a scientifically verifiable statement. I can confirm does not protect. So on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason. A, was that? <laughs> Sorry, you got to do it. <laughs> Somebody had to. I, oh god i'm gonna have to hear that when i go edit it and then i'm gonna sit yes. here and feel bad okay well on that it is time for us to conclude this obviously december episode of the radio free nintendo patreon podcast as always to our patrons thank you for your generous contributions that help keep nintendoworldreport.com going and i won't have to tell you how much it is because you know because you paid for it um leslie nielsen also starred in a evil knievel vehicle called Viva Knievel. I encourage <laughs> oh, they all it. just puns at a certain point. I encourage people to go watch it. He does play the bad guy in that movie. And by the bad guy, I mean a guy who is using Evil Knievel uh, jump over the Rio Grande to smuggle drugs over the border. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I gotta but, say, like, this uh, Bing search for uh, a space travesty has led me to discover Alien Trespass with uh, uh, Aaron McCormack. How um, many points do you get for Alien every Bing trespass. reference on the show? <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a comedy about is alien it? movies, I guess. I, is well, it a I comedy? hope so. Oh, I do, I do, it looks I very just assumed shitty. you were going to say this Bing search has helped me find absolutely fuck all. But I don't care because <laughs> I got my sweet reward points. I got 50 points. It's worth yeah. it. It's, it's five points per search. It's terrible. <laughs> is it worth it, Guillaume? How many points Absolutely do you need not. to get something? No. <laughs> what's, what's the exchange rate from points to something useful? I need uh, 14,000 to get <laughs> one month of Xbox uh, X, uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. You're not going to get it yep. through Bing searches. You get it by making purchases in the Microsoft Store. What if you yep. wrote a bot that just does Bing searches all day long? It like, still caps off at 150 points per day. So you get like... Damn it. Yeah, he, I don't know. Do you get points for using Edge? I bet you get points for using Edge. Uh, you might, but I'm. Uh, that's one. Yeah, that's one that's line. That's a bridge I'm not too far. You say that yeah. now. Bing. You say that now. Bing, Bing, fuck it. I'll deal with that. Edge, a browser that might actually be competent. Get that shit out of here. I want this weird search engine that's goofy. Guillaume's gonna navigate using Bing Maps, and we're never gonna see him again. Nope. <sighs> that's how he ends up trapped in the woods with Leslie Nielsen and a fucking bear. <laughs> An evil Knievel. <laughs> the evil Knievel just like drops in at the very end like the cow in Earthworm Jim. <laughs> also a film adaption I'm working on. Oh yeah, it's got to, the live action has got to happen. Yeah. Even I mean, though it's... none of those people are really able to be portrayed. But I mean, maybe I guess you could do the photograph puppy to just you know manipulate it to talk thing but other than that i mean but it's well, live I'm action committing... when i say live action i mean it i'm i'm committing to the no no cg all puppets and it's mostly about how earthworm jim takes over the u.s military <laughs> well it's it's an origin story so you know i got i got it's a cinematic universe i need the origin story so the first the first movie is and really then, just and then, like and then you get to clay fighter 63 and the third yeah yeah, so it's like it's like sixty-five minutes of his history, and then a giant monster shows up for him to fight because you have to end those movies with a giant monster fight. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's just that's just the law. So, you know, it's it'll be fine. Um, I don't expect a novelization for that one though. It's I, I've already I've already read the Gex novelization. It's too, <laughs> I don't it's need too there to visual. It's, it's not it's not really the point. Uh, I want a novelization of Battleship. <laughs> I want that so bad. It's just, it it's just an agonizingly sort of detailed description of people playing a game of Battleship. It's got nothing to do with the film. <laughs> it's just a lot of onomatopoeia. <laughs> just pages and pages of sound noises. All right. I've been, I'm going to end the show for real this time. So, bye, everybody. Bye. Later. Bye-bye.